Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey, welcome to Here For It. I'm your host, Erica Muller. Each week, we'll be talking all things life, fashion and beauty, personal development, and probably some pop culture along the way as well. Here For It is your weekly space to get grounded, regroup, and be inspired to live your best life. Because really, we're all figuring it out as we go. And I'm so here for it. Hi guys, welcome back to Here For It. My name is Erica Muller. I am so happy to have you here. And if you're new around here, welcome. This week's episode was really inspired by a response that I got to a story I posted on my personal Instagram page about a month ago. Once in a while, I like to throw up those little question boxes on that page, on my personal page, just to see um, if anybody has any fun suggestions or topics that they'd like to hear about for the podcast. I always have said from the beginning, I want this show to benefit you in the best way that it possibly can and in the best way that I can bring that to you. And so your feedback means so much to me. So anytime I get responses from there, I really do my best to try and incorporate them in any way that I can. And someone had responded to that and said, how do people feel about agendas and organization in this very tech-driven era? And I just thought that that was a really cool question. And it made me think about how do I stay organized? The world is very tech-driven. What does that really mean? How am I like implementing that or avoiding it? Um, And how do I stay organized? And I came up with five ways that I do stay organized. And I thought this would be a fun episode to kind of talk about because I think that the ways that I stay organized are maybe a little bit more, I don't know that they're unconventional, but I don't know that you would necessarily look at them right away and be like, yeah, that's an organization technique or um, way to stay organized. But for me, they really do play a big factor into how I stay organized in life. And I like to think that I am a pretty organized person. I don't like a lot of clutter. Um, I feel like I'm on top of my schedule. I hate being late to things. So what systems do I have in place for that? Because at this point, I think they're pretty habitual because I really don't think about it that often. But when I did sit down to think about it and think, you know, what am I doing 
that makes these things fall in place. Um, I thought they were kind of interesting and I thought maybe they could spark some ideas in you as well. If organization is maybe something you struggle with, or if you're looking for new ways to stay organized, hopefully something I mentioned today will, you know, spark something in you. But I also just thought that the question was pretty interesting and pretty relevant just for life these days. And I, like I said, I always want to do my absolute best to bring you the content that you want to hear. And so I thought, let's make this into a solo episode. I also want to, before I dive into my five ways I stay organized, remind you that in every episode in the show notes are links that live forever and ever to the here for you and here for it or not Google forms where you can submit things anonymously and um, those will be used in future episodes. It seems like everyone really loved the here for you episode from a few weeks ago and I had so much fun recording it. So I really want to make sure that we're staying consistent with that and just being on top of it. And I want to make sure if you have questions or you want advice on something that it's in there so that the next time I do go to record one of those episodes, probably in the next few weeks, um, I can answer your questions as best as I can. Or like I've said before, if there is a question that I see that maybe I don't feel is, you know, something I'm qualified to answer, um, I will have an expert. I will defer to an expert on a different episode. Um, and that's where last week's episode really came about with Steve Perkins and career advice was because I don't know that I'm necessarily (laughs) the most qualified to speak on how to advance in your career. I thought it would be better to have someone come on who is a career coach and talks to people about their careers all day long to answer questions like that. So like I said, make sure you remember that those are down there and they will be used in future episodes. Okay. So back to organization. Like I said, I came up with five ways that I feel like I really stay organized. The first one is meditation. And I know that I talk about meditation a lot in a lot of episodes, but I really do think that it has changed my life in terms of how I feel like my brain operates throughout the day. Without meditation, because I think you might be listening to this and being like, how the heck is meditation connected to organization? And I get it. It kind of seems unrelated, but to me, it feels so related. Meditation for me is the foundation of my day. Without 15 minutes of silence for myself, I don't feel like I can function in the best way that I possibly can. And there's a million and one ways to meditate. So I personally, through a lot of trial and error, have come to find that what works for me is first thing in the morning, 15 minutes of silent meditation with my eyes closed. I sit crisscross on my couch and that is like 15 minutes of uninterrupted time where my phone is off. Um, I don't have music playing. There's nothing on the TV. I'm not on my phone. I haven't checked emails where it's like, okay, I just need to reconnect and center with myself before I can possibly move forward with this day. Um, and I will tell you, I have, there have been many days where I've skipped the meditation. 
and the rest of my day feels kind of like a train wreck where I just don't feel like I have my footing. I feel like I, I'm like stumbling for the rest of the day. And so without meditation, meditation might in and of itself, not organize my life. It might not, you know, clean my living room and organize my schedule, but I feel like it organizes my brain and I feel like it organizes the thoughts that I'm having in my brain. And it makes me aware of where is my tension going? Where isn't it going? Do I need to redirect? Is something bothering me? Is something worrying me? What do I feel good about? What don't I feel good about? And really in those 15 minutes of silence for me, I can come to a lot of answers. And I'm also not sitting down to meditate every morning being like, what are the answers for the day? Usually I'm still very sleepy. I'm like, you know, groggy and I'm just trying to get the day going, but they kind of come about naturally. Like I don't have to ask. It's just like, because I've given myself that space, I suddenly have the answers. And for me, that just feels so essential and important that it really truly is for me, not negotiable. I do this every single day. If I have a flight that I have to get up for at 3 a.m., I am waking up 15 minutes earlier to make sure that I get in the meditation that morning because it just helps calm and regulate my nervous system. And so with that footing and that foundation, I feel like I can then tackle the rest of my day. Um, so really for me, I feel like organization starts there because if my brain is not organized, I don't know how I can expect myself to organize anything else in my life. So number one for me, meditation. The second thing for organization, um, is keeping my space clean. And that's really important to me too, because if my if I start the day and my brain isn't cluttered with all these thoughts, my space needs to reflect that as well because I'm a big believer in energy and things like that. Like, you know, when you walk into a restaurant or someone's house or something and you're just immediately like, something's off, something's weird. Like the energy around here just feels eh. Or the complete opposite. You might walk into somewhere and be like, oh my God, the energy here. Like, I feel so calm. I feel like I can take a deep breath. All of those things to me is really energy. And my personal space that I live in needs to feel really, really good to me. Because if maybe my brain is clear from the meditation, now like my physical being doesn't have that same sort of clarity that I think that it needs. So for me, having no clutter is pretty much essential. And I'm not saying I'm perfect in that like my space is clean 24 seven because it does get chaotic because life gets chaotic. But I really try my best to make sure that every single night before I go to bed, I am checking the couch. I'm checking the coffee table, my kitchen counters, um, my dresser, any sort of anything and being like, is something not in its place? Because I feel like in your home, all of your things and objects and stuff need to have their own homes. And so at night, my computer goes in one spot and you know, paperwork goes in one spot and I make sure I don't have like cups or dishes. And I know that can sound very like type A, but for me, it really sets the tone for the next day when I wake up 
and I come out to my living room to sit on the couch to meditate, I can because the space is clear and that means I can sit there and not be thinking in the back of my head while I'm meditating, oh my God, I need to do the dishes that are still sitting on the kitchen counter. That breeds anxiety within me. And the whole point for me with meditation and organization is like to have systems in place that really keep me as calm as possible. Life is so chaotic in and of itself. And there's so much that feels like we don't have control over. And so the spaces where I do have control, I want to utilize them to the best of my ability because I just feel like I function better as a human. I'm more productive for the people around me. Um, I feel like I can think straighter. And if I don't have that sort of clarity, I don't feel like I can do my job. And doing my job is really important to me. And I want to make sure that I'm doing a good job. I want to make sure when I sit down to record a podcast episode, my mind is clear. I know what I'm going to talk about. I feel confident in delivering, you know, points to you that you will hopefully take something away from and implement. And so having my clear brain and having clarity in my space is so important. I always think things start with you first and then from there kind of go outward. So that's why meditation comes first and then keeping my space clean is second. Third, in terms of organization for my schedule, I, every single night, write my to-do list for the next day. And I have just a piece of paper that I like write everything, everything on it. Like whether that's, I need to go grocery shopping, I need to mail Um, a card. I need to get gas. I need to respond to emails. I have to finish a project, whatever it is. It's like a brain dump of a to-do list. And I get that down. And then from there, I transfer it to my planner, which I have a physical planner that I write in. I really like having something where I can physically sit down and write things down. I feel like when I write things down with pen to paper, the action of that makes me remember things better. And so it's kind of helping like solidify my schedule almost subconsciously. So I transfer that list to my planner. I'll plug in like, okay, this is the block of time you have for this. Let's look about meetings that you might have for the day. What else is going on? And I kind of plug things in where they will fit. Um, And I try my best to start my day with either the thing that is the hardest or the thing that I'm least looking forward to doing, because once I get that over with, it feels like the rest of the day is kind of a piece of cake instead of dreading all day long the one thing on your to-do list that you're hating, like not wanting to do. That's how I used to operate. And sometimes I still have... A tendency to revert back to that. And every time I do, I'm like, oh, this is why we start with this because I don't like feeling anxious all day about, oh, I have to do this one thing that I just don't want to do. It's like you do it first thing in the morning and then it's done before you really even have time to think about it. Um, so that's kind of how I plan my next day. I'm always one day ahead or like I'm always planning 
specifically for the next day. I obviously will plan ahead with other things. Like if I have meetings or due dates or, you know, things like that further out, of course, those are going in my schedule, but I really try to focus more with like what's right in front of me because it feels less overwhelming. And this part of what I'm talking about, this, um, writing things down physically kind of goes back to the question that I got on my story about how do people feel about agendas and organization in this very tech driven era. And I personally, like I mentioned, like writing things down, but I kind of have like a two system situation where I take my schedule and I also plug it into a Google calendar. And so I do have access to it on my phone. And really the purpose for me in that is if I am out and about, if I'm running errands and like I get a call or something, I need to be able to pull up my schedule and see like, oh, what time do I have to schedule a meeting? Um, Because I can't take my planner with me everywhere I go. So I use Google Calendar as kind of a backup. Um, And I will say that it has saved me before because there have been times where like a schedule change happens and a meeting happens at a different day, different time than it originally was supposed to. And without that little reminder that was like, hey, you have a meeting in 10 minutes, I would have completely forgotten about it. So it has saved my butt a couple times. And so I like having that as kind of like a reinforcement, but I truly do rely most heavily on a physical planner. And the one that I currently have, I really do like it's from Papier and it's like the six month personal calendar. And so you can plan everything in. It has spaces for like, if you want a meal plan, meal prep, it has goal setting in it, which I love. Um, and it helps you like reflect back on like where you're at with your goals. Um, and then it just has like your normal day-to-day scheduling. So I feel like it does a pretty good job of keeping all of that together. Um, and it's like a smaller size. So I feel like it's easy to throw in your bag if you do need to, you know, take it with you to the office or to a coffee shop or what have you. So that's the one I've been using lately. Um, and I do like it. So, okay, those are my first three things. Meditation, keeping my space clean, every night writing my to-do list for the next day, to-do list in my planner, and then into my phone. The fourth thing is that I also really try to keep certain days for certain tasks. And depending on what your life is like and what your career and work schedules are like, this may or may not be applicable, but personally, like I spend Wednesdays, um, very much focused on podcast work. So I do a lot of my stuff related to this podcast on Wednesdays. Um, and then it just keeps me kind of in that mindset all day long. And I know like, okay, Wednesday podcast, let's get all of these things done. And that has helped me kind of just know where my week goes. So if a meeting does come up unexpectedly or something like that, um, and I have the ability to kind of look at the schedule and be like, okay, where can I place this? I'll try to avoid a Wednesday because I try my best to keep in that one mindset for the whole day. Um, I know that that's not always super practical, um, but even if you split your day like in half, like even if Wednesday is just the first half of the day was podcast and then maybe the second half was something else, 
um, I like knowing, okay, Wednesdays, this is what I'm doing. Mondays, this is what I'm doing. Fridays, this is what I'm doing. And those things change and I'm not rigid with it because life, like I said, is, you know, chaotic and things change. But when you are kind of in that daily routine, I do my best to keep things that way. Um, just because I feel like it keeps my brain a little bit more organized instead of jumping from topic to topic to topic. Um, and that might be, you know, different for you if you work a different type of job than I do, or if you are in an office all day where you are focused mainly more on one task all week. But I do find things like that. Um, and I also have friends who I know that they have certain days of the week where like Mondays, they do not take any meetings like ever. Um, those are just like work days. And so that's kind of like a non-negotiable for them. And so you can really look at certain days for certain things in a lot of different ways, whether it's meetings, calls, tasks, topics, subjects. Um, but I find that when I group things together and kind of block out time, I feel like I'm more efficient and because a lot of my job is very creative, it helps me stay in the flow of creativity a little bit longer than if I were to bounce around from topic to topic. And I can say that with confidence because I've done that in the past and it all it really does for me personally is create a lot of stress and anxiety and feeling like I never fully got to complete a task as thoroughly as I would have liked because I was out of time before I had to go to the next thing. And so time blocking, um, is really big for me in organization. Okay. So those are my four. And the fifth one is almost contradictory to what I said earlier, where I was like, I plan ahead as much as possible. And you might be like, well, you just said that you plan for the next day and not as much big picture. True. Very true. But what I mean by I plan ahead as much as possible is if I know something big is coming up, if I am traveling, if I have somebody coming to visit me, if there's an event, something that is going to alter my daily or my like weekly routine, um, where it's like I might be out of town and not recording podcasts or things like that. I plan ahead to get as much done as I possibly can before that event, because inevitably what has happened to me many, many times is anytime that I didn't plan ahead and didn't get things done before I went out of town, um, by the time I get back, I am so anxious and so stressed with how much I have to get done in a very short amount of time, or, you know, you never know with flights, flights that get canceled, get delayed, you get rerouted all the time. You just never know. And I personally, knowing that I get stressed easily, I try to mitigate that for myself as much as I can. Again, going back to the areas that I feel like I can have control in, I want to make sure that I'm utilizing as best as I can. And so if I know that next week I am leaving on Wednesday and I'm getting back Monday, you better believe that as much for the following week after I've gotten back, 
that I completed before I left for the trip that I have done, I have. Like if it's recording podcast episodes ahead of time, editing ahead of time, anything like that, as far ahead as I can, that makes sense. I'm not, you know, recording things years ahead of time. I really do like to stay as current with episodes as I possibly can, just so that they feel relevant and um, like appropriate for whatever's happening at the time. It just makes more sense. But I want to make sure that I don't end up coming back being like, oh yeah, all I had to do was edit that episode and a flight is delayed or canceled and I'm stuck somewhere and I can't do the things that I need to do. All that is doing is creating an immense amount of stress within my body. And I just, I truly, I can handle it, but I don't like to. And so planning ahead for things like that um, really makes such a difference. And so if I know that that's happening every night when I'm making that to-do list, I'm adding extra things. And like I said, when I'm making that list of do the things that you're least looking forward to first, those weeks I'll move the tasks that need to be done before I leave, like non-negotiable to the top of that list to make sure they get done. So planning ahead isn't like this super huge long-term thing for me. It still is relatively, you know, not super far out into the future. Um, For me, planning too far out into the future is uh, anxiety inducing because there's just so many variable variables and things change so quickly and it's very hard for me. I also think part of that is ingrained from like so many years of being terrified of traveling for like being gone somewhere and missing an opportunity. I think I am still trying to rewire my brain in some ways to be like, it is okay. Like you have to live your life and just not stress all the time. But there are, you know, we have to work. We're all working. (laughs) We all have to make a living. And so it's like, if I know that that's part of my life and is going to continue to be part of my life, um, how can I make that experience the most easy and calm that I can possibly make it? And when I say easy, I'm not saying like, oh, this job is a piece of cake because there's a lot of elements to a lot of things that I do that are not easy. Um, and I'm sure you feel the same way about your job, but it's more so that like, how can I make this easy on myself? And that for me truly is having systems in place that help me stay organized. And like I said, in the beginning of this episode, I don't think had I not seen that question, how people feel, how do people feel about agendas and organization in this very tech driven era? I'm not sure that I would have ever sat down and thought about how do I organize my life? How am I, you know, doing things like this? And through that, I have realized that I sort of subconsciously have created these habitual routines for myself that help me stay in that way of being. Um, they've just become sort of autopilot for me where I really don't think about it. I just do it. I wake up every morning and I walk to the couch and I sit and meditate. I really don't think about it anymore. And that took a long time. I, every night before I go to bed, clean my space. I really don't think about it anymore. I just do it. Um, and it's because I've done it over and over so many times because 
I must have done it once at one point and been like, oh, I like the way this feels. And that I don't know if it's creating like dopamine in my brain or something, but whatever it did that made me feel like, oh, this is good. This makes me feel good motivated me to continue doing it. And so that's really where these five things come from. So I hope that one of those things on that list helps you or makes you think about how you are organizing your life and if it's benefiting you and if it's not. And I will, I will also say this, that, that these things that I shared, um, definitely didn't happen overnight. There was a lot of trial and error. And believe me, when I tell you there have been so many unorganized, chaotic, stressful, overwhelming days. I am not a perfect robot by any means. I just try my best to find what works for me. And if I notice that it works, I do my best to keep doing it until I feel like it's not working anymore. And then once I notice that I move on to the next thing that helps. And so there has been a lot of trial and error with this. And currently this is what works for me. And that's not to say a year from now, all of these systems are different. Um, I really do try to do my best to go with the flow and as something doesn't feel good anymore to recognize it and find something more productive to replace it with. So if you're in that space, um, just give yourself grace because it might take you a minute to get those things figured out. But trust me, over time, I have faith in you completely that you will. Um, and they might look totally different than mine and that is totally okay. We're all so different. And, um, that's why I just, I wanted to share what I do because maybe they are different than what you're doing. And, um, maybe something sounds interesting to you to try. So definitely if you have different systems in place than I do, I would love for you to, DM me and share because maybe I could use something that you're doing that I'm just not aware of. So definitely share. Um, and with that, I'm going to end this episode here. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you soon. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.